This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. To my favorite murder, the mini so. It's cute. It's short. It's little. Don't worry about it. And we read you your stuff. Ready? Uh, okay. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. Is that the most concise, uh, tightest intro we've ever done for ourselves? Ever, ever done. Let's talk about it for a little bit. This is <laughs> unbelievable. What we just did now is the opposite of what we usually do, which is what I'm doing now. We usually just talk and talk and like we talk about, you know, what's up with our week and everything. And uh, not this time. Go up and down. Your boyfriend gets upset. <laughs> but not this, this time. time. We're right to the. <laughs> because really, at the end of the day. When you think about it. Okay. This title here is Spooky Life-Saving ESP Toothaches. Okay. Hello. I'm an Aussie emergency nurse and my stories take place at work. It's a long, long story. Sorry. But it is about the sort of unexplained intuition we are all here for. So let's begin. That's right. If it's if it's interesting, it can be long. Right. Justify your own length with, <laughs> with your quality width. Okay. A doctor friend of mine was working one night uh, and the emergency department was absolutely slammed. He had already worked a few hours overtime when the doctor in charge asked him to see just one more patient before he went home. He scanned the list of people in the waiting room and for no particular reason, a name jumped out to him. He read the triage notes, quote, presents with um, presents after dental surgery with an ongoing toothache. The man was probably hours from being seen, but my friend, thinking this would be a quick case, brought him in. The patient was obviously in pain, sweaty and gray, but when the doctor poked at the gap where his tooth had been removed, he didn't complain or even flinch. Immediately, alarm bells were ringing, and sure enough, a few tests later, it was clear that this man was actually having a very severe heart attack. (gasps) He was rushed uh, for emergency surgery and survived, but may not have if he stayed in the waiting room another two hours. Jump forward a few months, and I was working in the fast track area of the ED, sort of like the patch and fix spot. Uh, We were once again slammed, and I was trying to bring in anyone with a problem that could be dealt with quickly. Again, I can't really explain why, but a woman's name stood out to me, and I brought her in for assessment. She had a rash on her leg and had woken up feeling under the weather and had read in the paper about some exotic virus she was now sure she had. The rash looked harmless, but during our conversation, she kept grabbing at her jaw. Oh, that's nothing, she said, just a toothache. I asked her to humor me and let me run a couple of tests, and you guessed it. She was having a heart attack. Whoa. She was whisked away for surgery, and I know for sure she survived because a few weeks later, she sent in a complaint because she had, quote, only wanted her rashes checked. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> my, my, what? my boss kindly pointed out that she probably wouldn't have been able to write an email at all if not for my care, <laughs> but old ladies be old ladying. This, <laughs> this sort of thing happens all the time in hospitals, whether it's some secret force guiding our eyes to a particular name or we are just better at our jobs than we like to give ourselves credit for. Who can say? But I know there's one old lady who's out. <laughs> there's one old lady out there still writing strongly worded emails because of me. <laughs> SSTGM and thanks for the good times, Claire. Oh my God, that's she fucking, fucking hilarious. <laughs> she lived to complain another day. That old lady. Wow. Uh, I bet it's just intuition at that point. Like you just, uh, you know. You see someone, you see these little signs that don't even cross your mind, but you can, you know, hopefully, I mean, yep. this, it actually makes me feel a lot better, this whole, except for the fact that they're trying to find quick patients. I don't love that, but. Well, you got to fit them into your schedule. Well, it's sure. not always about health, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're going like, to be I, seen at some point, but look, what if. Eventually. Two eventually. hours. Eight hours. Um, but it does. I do. I, I agree. I like that vibe that there's something else going on that, that your, in, your instincts kick in uh -huh. when you work that job. Right. And almost like it's a pheromone you can smell where this person's actually in danger. There's something totally. else going on. You're not conscious of it. Did oh. you ever watch Nurse Jackie? Yes. Ugh, I, I really finished. liked it. I just didn't like the personal stuff that much. <laughs> the personal stuff? Yeah. Like, I like... <sighs> you wanted just wounds, cauterizing wounds? I wanted, like, her drug addiction and... I don't know. I just didn't like her so much. Yeah, she was a real asshole. And I just hated the, like, the weird um, doctor who would grab women's breasts. That's one of the that fucking storylines. When he got nervous around women, he would um, uncontrollably, quote, grab a woman's breast. And it was just yeah. like, well, who the, what year was this made? <laughs> yeah. Was this made in the 60s? I, that did stop me in my tracks. But the rest, you know, it's Edie Falco, who's yes. like supreme being. And, the, I just loved that vibe because it yeah. really is like that. That's a, um, a function. It's like a functioning addict, which is a yes. fascinating thing that they got really right. I also thought her it's husband was way too hot for TV. Oh, I love that fucking guy's face. He's too and hot. And he was too nice. I didn't like her. He, she was so, wait, this is not a regular episode. We will not talk for two hours and 45 <laughs> wait, minutes about fucking Nurse Jackie. I refuse. Okay. What is wrong? Sorry. All right. No, you're we'll put a We'll put a pin in that for later anyway. If you want to hear part two of the Nurse Jackie debate, come back. Do you want to hear everything that's wrong with Nurse Jackie? We're going to start a fan cult forum. We you were being positive about her husband. That guy is fucking hot. Yeah. He was hot and blank as fuck. Yeah. I loved it. No, I... Yes. Okay. Um, that time my professor testified in a murder trial. Greetings, Murderino cult leaders and companions. I, I like it. I'm a student into my second year of veterinary school in Colorado and wanted to send in a story one of my professors shared with the class this semester. My pathology professor was giving us a lecture on necropsies and examining postmortem for signs of animal abuse. Mid-lecture, oh. he went off on a tangent about how we could be asked to testify with our findings in court and proceeded to tell us this story. One day, my professor was asked to perform a necropsy on a cat. I think I got that right. Uh -huh. um, and was asked specifically to run tests for cyanide poisoning as cause of death. Oh. After finding that cyanide was indeed in the cat system, he was asked by the police to present his findings to a judge and jury during a murder trial. 
turns out the man had killed his mother by poisoning her with cyanide and then proceeded to cut up her body and hide it in, to quote my professor, those cheap Rubbermaid Tupperware containers, uh, which he kept so in the depressing. back. Uh huh. It's just so depressing. I know. Which he kept Awful. in the back of his truck until he was caught by police. My professor's testimony was used to prove that the man had committed premeditated murder, practicing first by poisoning his cat. Isn't that crazy? My yes. professor matter-of-factly ended his story by saying, so yeah, he was guilty and went to jail, and I think he's dead now. Anyway, I thought you'd appreciate this story more than most of my classmates did. I'm working as a veterinary technician this summer, and your podcast gets me through my drive home after standing for 11 hours and wrestling unhappy dogs all day. Aw. Friendly reminder to all new COVID-inspired pet owners out there that your local veterinarians are swamped with a massive, inc- with a massive increase in new pet adoptions during quarantine, so please be patient with us while we get help your animals. Also, please try to spend at least an hour away from your animal each day, or they will develop massive separation anxiety after quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Love the advice from vets. That's so good. Thank you both for brightening my days and making me laugh. Stay sexy and don't trust Tupperware contents. Mackenzie. Well, yeah, lot lot to digest in that story. There is. And, and I, I, it is funny to think about people who have never had pets before who are like, why are the vets taking so long? And like you and me know that it's always like that. It's there. You know what? The second you buy a pet, it's the vet's world and you just live in it. They're going to hand you a piece of paper. It says randomly. That costs six hundred and sixty dollars, totally. and you're going to go. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Totally, because I need to keep this motherfucker alive that needs to eat my shoes all the time. <laughs> Let me see. Look at those assholes. Oh, Frankie. just asleep like 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 they have paper routes at five in the morning, and now they're so exhausted <laughs> they do nothing. Angels. That actually, <laughs> that's very true about the overbonding with the pets. Yeah. Except for I have it. The other day, George and Frank got up and left the room at the same time. And I was like, what? Guys, <laughs> they're it, leaving le- you. it legit hurt my feelings. It is sometimes annoying when I'm like, I have three cats and there's not a single one in the room right now. <laughs> like, why do I have three cats if I'm not going to paying for? I never I should never be alone when I'm sitting somewhere. <laughs> I made it so that I didn't have to. Yeah. And you you're not playing your part. correctly. That's right. OK. Uh, my next story. Subject line. CIA grandpa story. Yay. Yes, now they're all coming out of the woodwork. That's right. Hi, y'all. I was just listening to the July July 6th minisode where Georgia read the story about the CIA grandpa, and I thought I'd share my own CIA grandpa story. Keep them coming. Right? It's been a longtime family joke that my grandpa was in the CIA and that we would find out for sure when he died. He was a, quote, international lawyer in Paris for his entire career. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. And spent most of my mom and aunt's childhood traveling all over the place, but especially to Northern Africa for work. Growing up, I would always ask him if he was in the CIA, and he would always respond by saying, if I was, I wouldn't tell you. (laughs) Dad, that's such a dad thing. (laughs) I read that incorrectly. If I was, I couldn't tell you, could I? That's a more polite version of how they'd say it in my family. I'm not telling you. Um, Mind your business, (laughs) child. (laughs) MYOB. Two years ago, my girlfriend did Christmas with us and being the good journalist she is, made sure to sit at the dining table with my grandpa for hours, asking him questions about his life and his career and his stories did not disappoint. One of my favorites was how he used to travel to Algeria all the time for work. 
Wow. Wow. Um, he flew there so frequently that the airport security agents knew who he was and would always let him through without the customary bribe. One day, my grandpa in Paris got a call from a friend saying that his son was in Algeria and for whatever reason, he couldn't get out of the country. Um, my grandpa immediately got on a plane to Algeria because he'd been there so much for business. He told the kid to meet him at the consulate building where he picked up the kid and two one-way plane tickets that were waiting for them. At the airport, he just slipped the airport security some money and so he and this kid could get on the plane back to Paris and all was well. Wow. My grandpa died in February and while we still don't know for sure whether he was in the CIA, a bunch of men I've never seen before who said they were in the American Foreign Legion with him showed up to the funeral. <gasps> My grandpa was always the person people would call if they needed help and unless you met him, you can't really describe the impact he had on everyone he met. Not to mention he welcomed my girlfriend. We're a couple of gays. <laughs> We're a couple of gays. In oh. oh, my God. That's so sweet. <laughs> he welcomed my girlfriend into the family with open arms. Hmm. That's lovely. He and my grandma met while they were in law school, and my grandma was one of the three women in her class to actually sit and pass the bar, only to then to never practice law and become a painter and model in Europe instead. Wow. God, this family is so sexy. Fascinating. One of the other three women was none other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <gasps> Who my grandpa has always been secretly jealous of. Oh, I thought he was secretly say, married to. I know. Um, I'd say I hit, it says grandpa, but I would think it would be, grandma would be secretly jealous of. The grandpa's in Algeria doing his thing, but mm. that, it says grandma. Maybe that he got, she got so famous. Oh yeah, maybe. I'd say I hit the grandparent lottery. You're right about yeah. that. Stay sexy and ask your grandparents questions, Ivy. Ivy, the first thing I think of is you need to marry that girl. Your girlfriend, yes. because what a rad girlfriend. If you can bring a, a um, partner to a family party and they can like do their thing and talk to your grandparents and that's a cool person to hang yes. out to. They know how to be. They know how to hang. Yeah. Um, we all need more of those people in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. That was a great one. Uh, great. This might be one of my favorite stories. It's shit. It reminds me of the town on fire story. Really? Yeah. No matter what you say now, I'm going to say I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, I didn't really like I didn't really like that. One, I didn't no. like that one. Okay. This is called <laughs> poisonous jello rain. Oh, shit. Um, hey, y'all. My grandpa is currently in the process of moving. So we've all been doing a lot of house hunting. One place we found was in Oakville, Washington, uh, uh, south of Puget Sound. We didn't know much about Oakville, so we researched the town a bit to see what it's like. What we got was a very exciting and honestly perplexing surprise. Turns out Oakville is famous for the most bizarre weather anomaly I've ever heard of. Gelatinous blob rain. What? And I just want to say for the fucking record, aliens. I'm 100% behind aliens that this is the cause. Ready? I'd say local local um, chemical company. Yeah, but let me, maybe there's you got to hear the weird fucking things. No, no, I'm deciding already. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Okay. Um, on August seventh, nineteen ninety four, at about three a.m., the first bout of Jello rain began to fall. Fuck. It was clear, like normal rain, but much unlike normal rain, it was gooey to the touch. Oh my god! It smeared in windshield wipers and looked vaguely like mushy hailstones on the ground. This unsettling precipitation fell six uh, times over a three-week period and covered twenty square miles. Oh. oh, but that 
that's not the weirdest part. Not only was this rain texturally fucked, but also those who came in contact with it fell very ill. They experienced shortness of breath, vision lost, vertigo. Jesus. I think I have it. You have it now. (laughs) They experienced shortness of breath, vision loss, vertigo, and nausea, which lasted for uh, months for some. Several pets also died after being exposed to the goop. Samples of the rain goo were tested and found to contain human white blood cells, two (laughs) two kinds of bacteria, (laughs) and eukaryotic cells that suggests it was part of something alive. But to this day, no one knows what the fuck fell from the sky. (laughs) Theories include jellyfish bits blown into the air by bomb tests. Why would there be human DNA in it? Great question. Bio warfare experiments and waste from airplanes. But none of these fit perfectly. I'm calling aliens. They said (laughs) they said it. And I agree. Needless to say, we were pretty unenthused about buying a house there after reading all that. But I was naturally Mm -hmm. fascinated and immediately thought to tell you folks about it. Smart. I got my info from the Unsolved Mysteries wiki. And there are plenty of articles about it. If you want to check it out for yourselves, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) <laughs> Stay sexy and don't move to Oakville, Lila from Seattle. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, dude. Human um, fucking that is, blood yeah. cells. Mm-mm. Oh, human blood cells. That's right. Not human DNA. That is so unnerving. The consistency element of it is very yeah. upsetting. Like, I want to know about the bacteria has to be in. Like, I wonder where the bacteria has been seen before. I wonder what the hell eukaryotic cells means. And if I'm saying it right, <laughs> so many questions. It kind of sounds like the Eucharist. Like, little, there's bodies of Christ. Amen in there. Yeah. Lila. Lila. Great. Great job. Great. And um, <laughs> amazing. Great. What's it called? Instinct on sending it into us. Guys, yes. we want more like that. You know what you're doing. Lila, you know it. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay, uh, my last one here. The subject line is Little Hands Mystery Solved. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, MFM fam. When I listened to this week's minisode and Karen read the letter about the girl on spring break who woke up with the mysterious handprints on her legs that got darker over a few days and eventually revealed tiny hands, I was cracking up. I'm no doctor, but I think I may have solved her unsolved mystery. <laughs> Yay! I love this. <laughs> I've been back and forth with my son's pediatrician all week about a mysterious rash on his hands and arms. I have a feeling this girl would have received the same diagnosis as my son. It turns out that my son has phytophotodermatitis, which is a skin reaction to citrus juice and oil on the skin, which is then exposed to sunlight and creates a bad burn. This makes sense because he was making lemonade outside with his grandma before the rash appeared. Some of the marks appear like splatters on his arm. Some look like spills and others like fingerprints. What? Our doctor told me that this condition is also commonly called margarita, <laughs> margarita dermatitis because people often get this while they're mixing margarita is outside in the sunshine. <laughs> I would be willing to bet that these girls were probably spending their spring break sunbathing poolside, squeezing limes into their beers and margs without a care in the world. The fact that her college brain went straight to it must be a ghost <laughs> is kind of hilarious because... Uh, 
it's very murder is kind of hilarious and very murderino minded of her. I'm sure telling her ghost story is probably way more fun at parties so she can take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy summer. And remember, stay sexy and wash your hands, especially after making lemonade and margaritas. Anika. That's or Annika. I'm not sure. That is so simple. And I would like to tell the handprint girl that she is she has our permission to not have listened to that story just now to put her ear her fingers in her ears say la 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 yes. and keep telling your ghost story in Willful 10 years ignorance. when yes. we go to parties again it is a better story it's so creepy it really stays with you the idea that it's just from your drinking and you probably didn't even remember touching your thighs that much yeah. is a whole different kind of spooky yeah so pick it you know pick it's like a different party different story yeah and it, it turned walk- out that could be a good one too. Like you guys, I thought I had, that. and then it turns out that's good too. Okay, you that way you get to talk extra long at the party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is just a hometown story. Hello, friends. My grandfather on my mom's side died when I was around nine years old. It hit me hard because he was the one good male role model in my life. We were devastated because he was a grumpy but wonderful old man who could barbecue a mean rack of ribs, but also because my mom was pregnant with my younger brother at this time and they never got to meet. About a year or two later, my brother was starting to walk and do all sorts of toddler things. We were just leaving a Mexican restaurant uh, we went to often, and we grabbed peppermints from the front like usual. We got in the car, each of us unwrapping our mints and sucking on them. Then my baby brother, who barely knew how the world worked, said, Want cigarette? <laughs> Want cigarette? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And pointed and pointed his fat baby finger at a peppermint in my mom's hand. One cigarette. Um, this made her freeze. This was because my grandpa and grandma had a problem with smoking for years. When I was born, they decided to kick the habit for good because they didn't want me growing up around cigarette smoke. My grandpa had a lot of trouble, so every time he wanted a cigarette, he'd eat a peppermint. Thus, <laughs> he came to call them his cigarettes. <laughs> my brother was a sweet baby angel who had no idea what a cigarette was. This convinced my mom that ghosts were real and that the ghost of my grandfather stuck around so he could see my baby brother. Isn't that crazy? You want cigarette? Yes. I'm not sh- I'm not sure if uh, I'm sold on ghosts yet, but the idea that my grandparents are still around in some capacity brings a special warmness to my heart. So maybe I'd like it. I'd like to believe it just for that. Um, That's insane. I know. So before I finish writing this, I just want to say thank you for all you do. I have ADHD and it's very hard for me to focus. So I'm usually listening to your podcasts to help me focus. I've become more confident in my abilities as a badass young woman. And I'm glad that you've created a space where people who are interested in true crime can feel so empowered and included. Yay. Yay. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. But if you do, maybe haunt your loved ones for a while and teach a toddler what a cigarette is. Definitely. (laughs) And then it's just a little heart. No name. Oh, yeah. That was great. Was that sweet? (laughs) One cigarette. (laughs) One. (laughs) (laughs) And the the mom's like chokes on the peppermint and 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 then hands the baby a cigarette. And that's like, I want, I need one too. That was trippy. <laughs> um, oh my God. What a good batch. What a, this was a real grandpa. Yeah. Heavy week. I love it. Love a grandpa story. I have, I had some good ones this week that I haven't used. I'm excited to use next week. Guys. Good this, job. What a show. And you're the ones that make it possible. Keep yeah. sending your hometowns to us at my favorite murder.com. It's dot at Gmail. <laughs> 
backslash backslash forward backslash slash <laughs> promo code heart emoji <laughs> that's murder 30 murder 30 to get 15 percent off your own story <laughs> that we take and read to you that's right great stay job. sexy and don't get murdered goodbye yeah, elvis do you want a cookie <laughs>